0: Angle stands are amazing. They're resilient. They're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet
1: a lot a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> he was he was football twenty four seven, and that was the greatest part of, of Chad. Times at times the uh, early part I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes I said don't wait too long you know because I'm gonna get away if you ain't gonna have the arm to get there so you know they, I want to run to the ball you know well it looks like
3: Duke's in the waiting room I don't want to keep Duke waiting he gave us uh, a very limited amount of time I know he's a busy busy man Duke what's going on big dog hey nobody
2: Jim how are you man thanks for having me on yeah hey. I'm real busy I'm sitting on my porch yeah well
3: hey okay. <laughs> i kind of a little drink going on there.
2: Here. You know, Joe Burrow
1: has played in big games his entire life, and I would think he will be a steady hand at the at the, at the bow of the ship. And uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take him all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it.
3: Welcome everybody. Hey, the sun rose Monday morning. Life is still good. The Bengals are going to get back on track this week in Dallas. They're going to destroy the Dallas Cowboys this uh, Sunday. Mark my word guys, but guys remember April, 2020, we started Jamie's idea. Like, Hey guys, we can't go to the draft, but let's have a virtual draft party. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We had almost (laughs) 2,000 people watching that night and we said, let's keep this damn thing going. Almost three years later, our tonight, our 100th episode of Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. And, guys, I want to tell you, everybody on this screen thanks you, uh, the fan, for watching because we wouldn't be here without you guys. it has been fun for us. But, man, I tell you, you guys really drive the, the whole program here for us, and we appreciate you being with us tonight. So, tonight, the lineup um, might have a slight change in it, but we got the On the Mark episode uh, segment Aaron for the first time tonight. Uh, we have uh, Tracy Stofa, the, the daughter of John Stofa, the very first Bengal ever. Uh, And Anne-Marie with the Alzheimer's Association on with us uh, tonight, uh, about 8.15-ish, and then 8.30. Marissa Contepelli, um, Jamie's favorite team reporter for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then about 8.50 towards the end of the show, we're going to go through. We didn't even talk about this uh, pre-show, but we did talk about it on our text strings. We are going to talk about, over those 100 episodes, who is our individual favorite, favorite guest that we had and why. And I'm going to be shocked. I want everybody to start guessing what Jamie's favorite guest is going to be. So uh, we, will, we will have fun with that. But, guys, let's get going here. So, uh, so a couple quick things. Um, the Bengals-Sitting-near-West Virginia game yesterday was CBS's most watched week one game in 20 years for CBS, regional game. Over 17 million viewers uh, watched that game. CBS, mind-blown. Doesn't surprise me at all, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, so the most watched game, Week One game in CBS in, in the last twenty years. Um, also Dallas, everybody's asking. We are not going to do an official Bengal Jam before the war tailgate experience in Dallas, but uh, we are going to be getting together uh, Saturday night at a brewery uh, not too far from the stadium. There, the Hoppenstein Brewery Company. Uh, Saturday, September 17th, from 4 to 10 o'clock. It's free admission. There'll be food trucks. Uh, there'll be all kinds of stuff there. It looks like there's going to be a lot of former Bengal players. And with the amount of direct messages and tech messages, text messages we received over the past week and a half, I got a feeling there's going to be tons of Bengal fans uh, in Dallas for this game. So um, if you're able to meet us at that meet and greet uh, Saturday night, we'll see you there anywhere between 4 and 10 o'clock in Dallas. And
4: that's, uh, uh, that's when you're going to be on the mechanical bull, right? We're having over. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go live uh, with that, uh, that will
3: be. Um, I don't know what my record would be. I mean, ten seconds. I don't know what's a good time to be on a mechanical bull. I don't know
4: what's the what's the PBR thing. Eight seconds. You got to stay on. Yeah, so uh, man, I, be, I, can I can
3: go twelve on that. You got to please but, uh,
5: drop a please drop a GoPro GoPro on the Jimmy for that, please. If you don't mind, I think it <laughs> would be fun.
1: A good time for you on the bull is to not get on it. That's that's <laughs> a good time. Like that. Tom, Tom gives the
3: best advice ever. That
5: would be that'd be the next on the mark episode. It's just a GoPro <laughs> of Jimmy falling to the ground six <laughs> times. This joke
4: is pretty picky, yeah, I'm gonna tell uh, uh, you. Right. and as you can see below, uh subscribe on YouTube. We got the ticker running across the bottom. If you haven't uh subscribed, click the button there. That way you'll stay in the loop of all the uh, times we go live and we may have a a special announcement coming up about a live show in the very near future. So stay tuned. Yep. Yep.
3: James, don't let me forget to round back to that and check my phone before we get off the the show here tonight on that one. Right. Uh, Real quick, uh, Tom, on this date in Cincinnati Bengal history, September 13th, 1981, the Bengals had just come off an awful first half week one performance by Ken Anderson. So bad. Ken Anderson gets benched for the second half. Turk Schoenert comes on and wins that game opening day against the Seattle Seahawks. Week two, there's a lot of talk. Should the Bengals bench uh, Ken Anderson for game two? What happened in game two,
1: September 13th, 1981? In the frenzy of the win of the Seahawks, Forrest Gregg named Turk Schoenert the quarterback. Uh, And actually, because of this show, we've heard different versions of what happened. We've heard that Ken Anderson went to Forrest Gregg talked to him for a day or two, and finally talked to him into giving him another shot as a starting quarterback. When uh, Jack Thompson, who was a great guest of one of our 100 episodes, uh, gave a a version of that too. There are those that said uh, Paul Brown encouraged Forrest Gregg to slow down and consider everything. In the end, no matter what version exactly happened, the decision was made that if that team was going to achieve – greatness, Ken Anderson was going to have to be the quarterback to take him. Kenny got another chance and uh, went in and after one early bump, tore up the New York Jets on the way to becoming NFL MVP and uh, taking the Bengals within one foot of a Super Bowl championship and and padding that Hall of Fame resume. Yep. and So, Tom, something else crazy happened. If you remember, we had uh, the Super Bowl 16
3: special and Dave Lapham went into some detail about Ken Anderson's warming up pregame, and it's 20 minutes before pregame kickoff, and the offensive line was not there. What the hell happened at that offensive line? He showed up just right, right about game time. But you know, Ken and Anderson. Evidently,
1: scared. there were there was turmoil in New York. The U.S. Open was going on. The Yankees were about to win the pennant in, in the American League, and the Bengals were playing the Jets at Shea Stadium, and the offensive line got on a van. The driver knew he was going to go to the stadium, and to his mind there was one stadium, Yankee Stadium. So they pull up in the Bronx. There's evidently little to no air conditioning in the van with all those big guys in it, and somehow he was able to weave through traffic and just in time to put their pads on and get the limited amount of stretching, the Bengals' offensive line showed up and um, led them to victory. Not coincidentally, uh, the same thing happened this past Sunday at Paycor. Um, parts of the offensive line just didn't seem to be there and didn't seem to be cohesive. So um, maybe they can take a lesson from that great Super Bowl line of 81 and uh, we'll put all those memories to rest this Sunday in Dallas. Yeah, I remember Kenny Anderson making a comment. He's after warming up the offensive line's not there, and he's like, maybe I don't want
3: to start this game. Maybe Turk should start. <laughs> so, hey, good stuff, Tom. Guy, you, another good one, man. That's a great uh, on this date in Bengal history. Also, um, just to let everybody know, Caleb right now behind the scenes producing for us again, killing it. Uh, he's going to put a link in the chat in the comment area for you. This image uh, is amazing. And if you're at the tailgate this week, you see Stephen Thomas, the photographer here, uh, actually brought some of these images down. He could QR code and buy them. Whatever you buy, whatever size you buy, whatever you buy, whatever print has been multiple prints. is going to be donated to the Ken Anderson Alliance. And he sold like 22 prints Sunday at the tailgate, 700 plus dollars. Tony will get into that here in a little bit when we have our, um, charity update with Tony, but, uh, click on that link. If you want the print, I bought one it is a beautiful print. I got to get it framed. I'm putting it in my office at work. It, It is actually, if he, when you look at it on his laptop, he can zoom in and see people's faces in the stadium. That's how detailed, uh, that camera is and how good that camera is. So, um, Take a look at those, and, and hopefully you can buy one of those things, James. Where else you want to go now at this point? We got yeah, lots of. Speaking
4: of Tony, let's uh, let's rock and roll into um, his segment. Um, as always, Tony uh, on point this Sunday for the uh, charity work that he did, um, honoring uh, this week our, our charity was the Ken Anderson Alliance, and a lot of others pitched in. Uh, the Moran family, um, Tony had these orange flags, so it was easy to. Um, spot those that were selling raffle tickets on um sunday so we appreciate everyone that pitched in and and volunteered their time and also want to thank our our friends at uh bangle bids as backslash ohio sports they donated that jamar chase autographed helmet so we had a young individual i think we'll have a picture that we will pop up here in a little bit of those winners and uh without further ado let's uh bring tony on to talk about uh Last weekend and what we have looking forward to with our next charity, Tony.
6: Hey, thanks guys. What's going on? Who day? Who day, Who day hey, Tony? Hey, I uh, just wanted to uh, uh, do a shout out to uh, Ken Anderson. Um, they were also there to help us um, um, sell them raffle tickets. Uh, so we were able to get uh, 30, about $3,300 for KAA um, with our tailgate items uh, doing our raffle that we did. Uh, if you remember, we basically gave a Ken Anderson uh, signed Jersey of football and then, as uh, James mentioned, uh, we had a Bengal Bids uh, Jamar Chase uh, football. Um, there's the lucky winners right there. Actually, uh gentleman in the middle there. He actually won the, the jersey and the football. And then we had the, uh, the young youth kid right there. Um, he got the, the chance to get that uh, football helmet and take that home. So it was a good time. Uh, also, what uh, – uh, Jimmy uh, was talking about was um, with uh, Stephen Thomas, uh, an additional $700. So all together that weekend, we uh, got over $4,100 for KAA. So uh, awesome. it was a good turnout. Um, and as we've uh, been doing here, uh, we're making a big difference. Who Day Nation and everybody helping out, we're um, affecting these charities and what they're able to provide uh, to the community. Uh, so with that, with the year of date, um, we got almost $3,200. Uh, so uh, we're doing well. Uh, we're only in our first game of the season. Um, we have a we have a goal of seventy five thousand. So I think oh it's God. very obtainable, That's for sure. I think we're Tony, crush Tony's, that goal. Tony's already Tony's already changed the goal. He's trying to get us to a hundred thousand already. He's being no. pretty aggressive. Yeah, I think I think we might be able to do that. But you know, we'll hit 75 first, and then we'll get that other twenty five grand. Uh, and can. then also, uh, you know, Duke Energy also uh, uh, stepped up and helped us. Um, we have a uh, toys for Todd, if you guys remember from last year. Um, uh, we did a toys, uh, toys drive along with some money um, and to- uh, Duke Energy uh, Foundation, which, as you guys know, I work for Duke Energy. Uh, it's a great company that uh, supports uh, their employees and their charity contributions and giving. Uh, so I filled out some grant information. And this gentleman here t- uh, to my left is uh, Chad Schaefer. Um, he uh, came to the tailgate and presented us with a twenty five hundred dollar check. So we're already a, a head start on our toys for top Drive. That's going to happen in December. So it's really good. Wow. That's awesome. Hey,
3: Tony, Tony, let me ask you, hey, Tony, if you could, can you explain to people, so you work for Duke, Duke was able to do a match, talk to other people, like they probably need to talk to their employers too, right? There A lot of companies do matches, maybe their employees don't know about, right?
6: Yeah, it's, it's a great thing that companies do. They're all about uh, helping employees provide and give to uh, the community and to their local charities. Uh, for me personally, for our company, uh, we actually started our Power for Giving kickoff uh, this week. Um, and basically whatever money amount I uh, donate up to $2,000, uh, the company will match that dollar for dollar. So it's really a good organization. Also, for me, uh, with my volunteer work that I do with, um, you know, the Bengal Gym and Friends tailgate every hour that I help um, do that volunteer work, they will give additional monies um, uh, to that as well. So please, like James said, check with the or Jimmy, as he said, check with your company, uh, find out if they have that uh type of benefit because it's a really good thing and it just helps that uh, stretch that dollar even further. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. So uh, with that $2,500 uh, and our new total will be over 34,000. So uh, we're, we're doing really well. Man, uh, so man. in the next couple of weeks, as we just talked, um, um, we're going to move into our next charity, which is uh, the uh, Alzheimer's association. If we remember last year, it was our biggest uh, charity that we did. I think last year uh, with over 10 grand that we were able to raise for that organization. Um, so we got a couple things going on. One, we have a walk. Um, the walk is scheduled for 10-1. Uh, so with that, we've set up a, a, a direct link page uh, for that, which you can donate to. And uh, with that, we'll do our duck race. Um, our duck race is going to start. Um, we'll start promoting it to, tonight. And we'll have our duck race on 9:27. And the package is really cool. It's a, it's a good package to have. Um, and because it's 9:27 and it's the Ring of Honor game that's coming up, where it's fitting to call it the Ring of Honor package. Um, So this is going to include an Anthony Munoz jersey that's signed, an Anderson jersey, Isaac Curtis mini um, football helmet. We also got a Paul Brown signed, 11 by 14 framed picture and his signature card. Uh, We also have a Ken Riley um, bobblehead from Cincy Bobs. And then we have an 8 by 10 Big Willie signed uh, photo. And there might just be some additional uh, items added to that package. Uh, we're gonna kind of surprise you. Wow. With that. So we're it's gonna fantastic. do our, yeah, we're gonna do our duck race. hundred ducks is uh, so gonna be our max, and uh, we'll do fifty dollars a duck, and uh, we'll kick it off uh, tonight. Yeah! So, wow! Yeah. Hey, tell me, that's, guys. I mean, everybody watching right now, that package, man. Hey, that's a hell of a package right there. Somebody's gonna walk away with one hell of a package. Yeah, the winner takes it all, man. So it's, it's a good if you haven't started a bangle memorabilia uh, collection, this is uh, one way to start that, for sure. So, pretty oh, yeah. excited about it. Uh, so with that, you know, with the Alzheimer's uh, Association, um, I do want to introduce um, uh, Tracy and Anne Marie uh, with that organization, uh, and they can uh, discuss it further. Welcome. Hey,
3: Tracy, Anne Marie, how you doing?
7: I'm good. How are you guys?
3: Welcome, welcome. Hey, guys, before we get into this, uh, I just want to just know, Anne-Marie, we worked with you last year. We had so much fun, and, and we worked really hard and, and worked well together. And I think it was $10,100 at the Bengals fans raised for these Alzheimer's Association. Um, and, and I just want to – everybody knows who you are. Most everybody knows who you are. You've been out the tailgates. They're pretty familiar with you. But I want to also introduce Trace, Tracy Stofa. Uh, you know, Tracy is the daughter of the late, great, very first Cincinnati Bengal, John Stofa. Uh, who passed away here earlier this year? And I, I do want to play a, a short video trace uh, of, of your dad throwing a touchdown pass because, you know, um, in 1968 he was the very first Bengal uh, that was picked up by Paul Brown. His what was his license plate, Trace? He had a license plate, right, for his car? Oh, first Bengal! He
8: wanted everybody to you know, first <laughs> Bengal. Yeah,
3: that's right. So awesome. I know there's a lot of younger folks watching that went around in 1968 uh, to watch Dad play, Tracy. So we're playing a short video uh, of, of uh, a really big uh, win for the Cincinnati Bengals, their very first win uh, in 1968. Here's that video.
2: Early in the third period, Denver
3: was soon forced to punt and Cincinnati wasted no time jumping to a 10-0 lead on a 58-yard bomb from Stofa to number 84, Bob Trumpy. <laughs> Bengals go on to win that game, Tracy. Your dad was the winning quarterback, man. How cool is that?
8: Yes, that is. What a great video. Thank you so much. Very touching. And the Trumpies and the Stofas are still very, very good friends to this day. As as Absolutely. a lot of those original Bengals. Bob Johnson, the whole crew. Absolutely. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. Tony, you want to take it from here on this or
6: yeah. So um, you know, Alzheimer's is uh it affects a lot of people, right? Um, I think probably Everyone has a family member or someone they know that's been affected by this disease. So, it's a very good organization and what you guys provide, and and, and we're really pleased to be a part of it. Uh, but if you guys don't mind, just uh, you know talk about what you do and uh, what kind of uh, funds, how the funds help, and um, you know give some stories or whatnot. So appreciate it.
7: Sure. So thank you guys again for having us. And thank you guys so much again for all of your support You know, through the years. Um, so we serve 37 counties in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. And there's about 55,000 people with the disease in those counties. And it takes three people for every one person. So there's about 160,000 caregivers. Um, it, and we are so pleased to have great social workers here in Cincinnati that help families go through this journey. And it is not a journey to go through alone. It is tough. Um, I will share a very quick story. A friend of mine reached out to me on LinkedIn and told me that her husband was diagnosed. And I said, well, if you need us, please you know, call us. She sent me a message the other day. He um, was diagnosed with younger onset, which is someone who gets the disease under the age of 65. And she said, I need help. None of my friends understand what I'm going through. They all tell me, well, he doesn't look sick. She's like, I feel very, very alone right now. And I was able to hook her up with our social workers. And she's able to get the support she needs and go through this journey because it's tough. It's tough and it hurts. So I know. A lot of people have shared stories with you guys through the year, and um, I'm glad that you were able to, you know, be in here for a lot of the people who maybe haven't shared their story yet. And that's what we want. We want people to share their stories. You know, take this out of the darkness, bring it into the light. Let's let's cure this disease.
6: So, Tracy, um, um, tell us about your role and how uh, you got involved with this organization.
8: Yeah, well, so I, I've known Anne Marie for 24 years, and she's very influential. And I and she has such a passion for the Alzheimer's Association. And and the more I learned about the services, the more impressed I was. And then, lo and behold, you discover family member, family members, and friends, and colleagues that are diagnosed with some form of cognitive decline. Um, sometimes it's not labeled Alzheimer's, but it's still cognitive decline. And as family members and caregivers and individuals affected, we're all still faced with the same challenges. So I started using the Alzheimer support services um, that they offer to the community. And also, you know, Anne-Marie got me involved in the organization. So I've been involved, I'm now a board member I chaired the gala, the Art of Making Memories Gala, last year, and I will do so again this year, and I'm a walker in the walk in October.
6: Sorry. So uh, Thank you both. Um, so, you know, we, we're doing our thing, the Bengal Gym and Friends Tailgate. We're, uh, you know, we've organized a walk. You guys have set up a page for us. Um, we also are doing a duck race um, over the next two weeks, um, as you heard. And then, of course, at our tailgate for Thursday Night uh, Football, we're going to make sure you uh, you know, we do our typical raffle, which you guys will be involved with and helping us out with. Um, so what other ways can people get involved other than through the links that we've been able to provide them?
7: Well, we do. We, if you need help at all, if you have the disease, if you know anybody in your family or friends, you know, we do have an 800 helpline 24 um, seven. It's 800-272-3900. Um, We're always looking for volunteers. Um, The walk that you talked about on October 1st is the eighth largest walk-to-end Alzheimer's in the country out of over 630 walks. Raises about a million dollars a year, over 5,000 people. So we need a lot of volunteers. So if you'd like to come out and volunteer, we would love to have you. Just feel free to reach out to me. Actually, you could just go to, if you do go to Bagel Jim's link, you'll get all of our information locally and feel free to reach out to me. And, you know, we're always looking for people to become community educators and support group facilitators and just advocates for us. Anything you want to do, we have something for you to get involved in. And We hope everybody just comes out, really come to the walk. I'm excited that you guys are coming to the walk and everybody's really jazzed that you'll be there. And I know Jim, I do have your orange flower back here for you that you'll be holding with the yes. on it. So we're excited to have you guys, and I, I know it's going to be a great day. Yeah. So of.
3: I want to let everybody know uh, that Anne Marie, as nice as she seems right now, <laughs> she's pushing us pretty hard. We raised over ten, a little over ten thousand. She set a goal. What's our goal now, Anne Marie?
7: Oh, I didn't set it. Jim said, "I think we should hit twenty thousand this year." I said, "Okay." I made to remind him that the other day at lunch. She's like, "Oh, I, I did say that, didn't I?" Yeah, <laughs> I did.
3: I did. So, uh, guys, what was it was? I, I think I talked to you and Tracy at lunch a few weeks ago, and I think I've said this before, but I, I'd like to repeat it again because one of the most rewarding things to me as we've gone through this charity thing over the years, especially last year, this year, uh, you know, James brought this particular uh, charity to the table last year. James' mom is affected by this. Um, I learned more about Alzheimer's in that two-week stretch. Uh, that I ever have in my entire life and how awful this disease is and how important this organization is. And uh, I, I just appreciate uh, you and Marie and Tracy and everybody that works with you guys, because it is truly about educating and helping people understand um, this disease and, and how we can help try to fight this thing. And I'll tell you what it was out of all the charities we worked, I'd love them all. But man, I tell you what I might opened my eyes because um, all of us on the screen said, okay, we're going to take two weeks. Let's try to raise raise twenty five hundred dollars. Go to we posted that night on all of our social media platforms. We get up the next day. We're over twenty five hundred bucks. We're like, heck, let's just raise it to five thousand. Within two more days, we went over five thousand, and it it took almost two weeks to get to the ten. I I was amazed. And I didn't realize how many families were affected by Alzheimer's. And it opened my eyes uh, last year as we went through this, because I really thought we were going to have to fight and fight to get to that at twenty five hundred. And I wake up in the morning and I go to get ready to go to work and I get my phone out and I check our the status towards that goal. And we blew through it less than twenty four hours. So this is important. This affects a lot of people. And uh, look, if you're able to give great, uh, if not, we understand. And. and we want local fans and fans across the country and internationally to, to support it. If you're able to, you don't even have to be a fan of the Bengals. If you want to help this, this cause uh, you know, be part of it. I mean, this is just awesome. And this is fun. And this is why we we wanted, you know, Tony making, you know, you know, we got on the mark, then we got Tony making a difference with Tony the tiger and uh, him driving this for us this year has been a a huge thing for us as well. But guys, we're excited about this. I really am excited about, um, you know, I did tell you twenty grand, but uh, we're 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 going to do our best to get there. I, <laughs> I think I sure had a couple.
7: If we don't hit it, it's okay. No I
3: think Tracy gave me a couple drinks. I think that's why I said twenty. <laughs> I
7: <did>. <laughs> <laughs> and I have more for you. Well, I'm kind of disappointed that James didn't grow his mullet again because that's that was. That was that was pretty we fun. That was actually fun. Here.
5: I had a lot of fun cutting that off. That would have been fun to do again.
7: Why had a lot of fun auctioning it off when you guys auctioned it off for three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I didn't suffer did. Carson Palmer bobblehead. I have no idea what happened there. That,
6: that was Brandon. Brandon actually got that. He uh, he bought it. So
7: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. Didn't awesome.
5: We we auctioned off the 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 hair, didn't we? Yeah,
7: yeah. you yeah. did. You did three hundred dollars.
5: I had a couple of drinks. I'm not gonna lie, but it was fun. It was fun.
6: Hey, I just uh, I wanted to say one more thing. So you see how uh, Anne Marie's wearing purple and she's got the purple sign. So purple is that the color for the Alzheimer's Association. I'm really looking forward to the walk myself. Um, now the Hudee Nation don't get mad at me, but I didn't want to go out and get a custom purple uh, Tony the Tiger jersey. <laughs> wearing during so that walk uh, i am black and orange as you all know but uh on that day for the walk i will be uh sporting this new jersey oh. for, uh, new York, so i'm looking forward oh, to it.
7: tony that's awesome that just made my awesome. heart feel good thank you so much you are no awesome problem.
6: you guys yeah. are awesome i, I appreciate you. what you guys do so
7: thank you so much tracy did you want to say any parting words wow i do want to say hooray!
6: yeah <laughs>
8: No, But thank you. I've been so impressed, obviously, by all that you do and all the charities that you sponsor. And it's a huge, huge difference. So. um, So thank you. Truly.
3: One last thing. And I'll let Tony close this out. Uh, Hollis, one of our friends of the program and close friends to us, works with Josh, heirloom framing, uh, does those bobbleheads with Cincy Bobs. He had a comment posted earlier in the comment section and he was talking about. Tracy, your dad was used on a lot of marketing pieces early uh, in his career. Uh, and actually, as you guys were talking, I went on my wall here. Uh, I knew this, but on my wall is one of those marketing pieces, Burger Beer. 1970, they used his image uh-huh. on some of those marketing materials. So I have... Uh, one of those hanging I got a couple of these hanging up in my my basement here. Those are really cool, but oh uh,
8: wow, it's a good thing. it's a beer advertisement He would <laughs> that was upper alley <laughs>
5: yep. um, sorry, Amory, quick question. yeah uh, someone's at, Chris is asking if you're looking for volunteers still uh, how how would they go about contacting you for that?
7: um they can reach out to me directly um or they can call the local association um you, actually you guys are going to post the link to your page to your walk page if you click on that link at the bottom of the page it has all of our local contact information they're welcome to reach out to me awesome yeah awesome. we would love to have everybody there and I, i'm so sorry chris i just was reading i'm sorry about your mom and whatever we can do to help you we're, we're here for everybody so
5: awesome
7: and i had to give a big who day because i haven't done that yet so today. I had a great time last year with you guys and traveling to all the games and the Super Bowl was amazing. So let's just bring home that win.
3: Absolutely.
5: It's coming. It's coming.
3: Well, guys, we re- thank you. Tony, I'll let you kind of close that out, man, if you want. Sorry.
6: Yeah. So uh, uh, again, making a difference, right? That's what we're doing. Um, $34,000 is what we've got so far this year. Going to keep on growing. Um, I look forward to work with all the organizations that um, you know we've been working with already and that uh, we got uh, scheduled for the rest of the year. Um, and all the tailgates are covered. We only got a couple more duck races left to cover from a charity, and I'm sure there's going to fill up really quick. But uh, to Anne Tracy, thank you for coming on. Thanks for what you guys do. And uh, I'm just ready to, to get this going and move on to next week. And uh, we're going to beat Dallas. Uday. Yes. Sir.
4: Uday.
6: Thanks, guys. Thanks, thank guys. Everybody. Thank you, Tracy, Thanks, too.
8: Bye-bye.
4: Okay.
6: See ya. Bye bye.
3: They bring the energy, guys. It's 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 fun to have them on. they Tracy uh, Anne Marie. Really, uh, does a is a driving force behind that, which is cool to see. It was really cool to talk to Tracy too. So
5: yeah, James, oh, James you're on mute, buddy. He
4: said, "I can't believe none of you are cutting your hair this year. So disappointed in you."
5: Hey, on I've been stage. trying to grow it out. <laughs> I've
4: <Something
5: like that. laughs> been trying you're to. You're our only out. hope. You're, you're about it,
4: James. <laughs> you're,
1: you're our only hope. Tell him, I think James, we, need, our like, only
4: we need like, we need uh, Rogaine as a sponsor here for
5: uh, Bengal Jim and Friends. <laughs> Rogaine. <laughs> thing, if I choose to do this for me. I tried the peanut butter solution, it didn't work.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, <laughs> yeah,
3: hey, James. Uh, I, I still want to hear Marissa just got in the waiting room, but she can wait a couple more minutes. I, I, I'd like to be able to hit On the Mark uh, if you're okay with that.
4: Yeah, let's go ahead and roll into it. And we touched on this last week. Um, It's something we're excited about. We kind of threw Mark to the wolves with this and said, hey, here's kind of an idea and a concept um, that we have of recapping the tailgate and trying to integrate uh, both the the tailgate and the the show a little bit uh, better together. And uh, we're going to show this um, quick clip that uh, Mark compiled from Sunday. And then we're going to bring him on to uh, talk about it. So Caleb, if you don't mind, uh, or Jimmy, rolling that, please. Yep, yeah, let me get it here right now.
3: Do we want to pull Mark on now to introduce this, or
4: uh, we can sure.
3: Hold on, hold on. Let's start it over here. Let's go ahead and pull Mark on first, and we'll we'll have him uh,
2: introduce this.
1: There he
3: is. There it is. On Mark. That's the man.
2: Hello, hello. How are we doing today? Hey, we're you look better. Good. Than-
3: Better in that image right there brother you look better than you, than you, than you, it's a still picture what can
2: i say
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so uh as i talk, touched on last uh last show we appreciate everything mark's done behind the scenes for the last couple of years with us at, at bangle gyms and um this was an opportunity to to get him more involved and, and again incorporate the tailgate to the podcast and uh mark you want to touch on um what we're about to watch here
2: Oh, yeah, sure. So again, I just want to say thanks. And uh, really, I just kind of walked around and took a bunch of pictures and took a bunch of videos, tried to talk to many people as I could. And I also did a few interviews with um, with some Bengals fans. This week, I wanted to do more of the more famous ones just to sort of kick it off. But as we go along, It'll be all sorts of fans in all different sorts of locations. I'm looking really forward to this week. Uh, there is no home game. So I'm going to have to go out and do some scouting to get some fans to interact with, which I look forward to. I think it'll be fun. So uh, let's roll the v- video. OK, here we
3: go. James, I'll go ahead and take care of this. I think. Hold on one second. Yeah.
2: Few hours this will be complete pandemonium. All right, we're here with the first installment of On The Mark. So who better to have than the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bengals So, we got a couple questions for you, bud. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you remember your first ever Bengals game? What's your first Bengals game you man, ever don't laugh at me, man. 1983,
3: I was a little kid. My dad took me to a preseason game. Wow. that's the, the Jets. Year. I don't even know if the Bengals won. What I remember, how crazy the crowd was. Face paint, the energy in the stadium. That's what I remember the most.
2: Wow. Amazing. That was the year, actually, I was born. So. That makes you feel any better you know what all right. young buck <laughs> all right second question yes sir. who is your
3: favorite all-time bengals player i can't say one i have to say two okay because they both start with ken okay ken anderson and ken riley when i was 11 12 years old playing nerf football on the street on offense i was ken anderson on defense i was ken riley those are my dudes right there Hey, right. you can't go wrong with that can't beat all those right. guys Legend.
6: remember your first ever Bengals game? I do. I was 12 years old. We were playing against Buffalo, if I do recall. Uh, that was my moment. I became a true fan. Okay. And been a fan ever since. All right. Nice. Nice.
4: And we are going to the Super Bowl and taking it all. Hooday baby!
2: your favorite all-time Bengals player do you have one or a couple maybe Bob Johnson that's why we're let's go baby 54 if you don't know that's the first ever retired number in the Bengals history right all right
5: fries on
3: your sandwich yeah why would you do that that's all you need (laughs) dude on the mark man first uh first segment of on the mark brother we we dude that was awesome you did a really good job with that buddy where did
2: that where did that question come
5: from at the end Uh,
2: (laughs) i I just thought of it they put sandwiches on fries in a certain city, so I figured out. Oh,
5: okay, all right, all right. Fair <laughs>
2: But I had an excellent time uh, making that video, seeing all my old friends and family members that I haven't seen in a few months. I uh, got to do a shot with the mayor. That was uh, awesome. So it was just an all-around good day. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I absolutely love the Bengals, and usually if we lose, people say, oh, I know you were devastated, and, and I always tell them, when you go tailgating, it always makes the losses a little easier because you have such a great time before the game. And even after we went and got some food down at the in-between. So it was a good day all in all. Yeah. I, we I'll appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I'm go ahead, James. I, I, I'll tell yeah. you, man, I, you know,
3: that, that tailgate, man, we, we felt they filmed the rap video during our tailgates. Uh, we had the mayor there. We had Alicia Reese, one of the Hamilton County commissioners there. Um who am I missing? Uh, Ken Anderson obviously was there. And, and you know, we had uh, over a thousand Bengal fans down there, uh tailgated with according to Hamilton County folks that told us over over a thousand folks were there tailgating with us. And there was a very touching moment uh, that uh, that Mark got on video our tape and video that Carrie and uh and Tony uh obviously T Higgins' mom and dad have been tailgating with us pretty regularly for the past few years. Um Mr. Higgins was going to DJ one of the games this year, and obviously, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a week and a half ago, he passed away. And uh, Tony took the mic uh, when Mama T. T. Higgins' mom showed up at the tailgate. Uh, everybody went from straight partying to straight respect, quiet. I mean, we had a th- over a thousand people straight shut up and listen to Tony and Carrie. And Mama T. took that mic, and um, it was a very touching moment, man. And I, 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 I think everybody teared up during that. Um, that time but mama t took that mic and thanked everybody uh for thinking about her and her family and and thinking about uh thinking about eric man but uh man i appreciate what you did there mark that was really cool because i like how you captured early in the tailgate before the lots even opened up and then gradually as you start seeing the crowd going to late uh you know after 11 o'clock how packed uh that 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 uh, parking lot was, man, I, that was a really fun episode, brother. We, we look forward to every week, uh, you doing this, man. And I think you're going to have a lot of fun with this. And you're going to get a lot of people engaged in this as well.
5: Yeah. Mark, uh, you said the next episode is going to feature some less famous Bengals fans. Tom will be at the next tailgate. So you can.
6: <laughs> That's, uh,
1: you know, I just blend in, you know, but you know, Mark, don't be so hard on you. everybody knows you. So don't, you know, and those that don't are going to by by the end of this, season so no that's a, it's a great feature and uh, contributes to the fun and uh and i have seen jimmy put fries on his sandwich so don't let him don't let him get you down
2: oh no <laughs> so, all right all
3: right james we're we gonna move on are we still good here we got uh, a <laughs> yeah, no, no
4: we appreciate it we got marissa in the waiting room as always mark we appreciate it and look forward to uh seeing the videos in the uh coming weeks so uh Without further ado, we apologize for keeping her uh, Mark's, waiting. Mark's, gone. Me-
5: <laughs> Mark's, Boogie, Mark's gone.
4: Mark is what he himself, so. <laughs> Are we? Uh, are we giving Jamie the honors for our next? Yeah, let's, let's let's bring on. her let's, on. You guys are.
5: No, you guys are way overflowing. This. No, no, no. I think we should take <laughs> ourselves off screen and just leave oh shut up. <laughs>
2: Oh,
3: Jay. Yeah, oh Caleb, go ahead and bring oh, in Marissa. God. He's regretting oh, doing God. it already. Go. Hey, Marissa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's
0: going on, guys?
5: Uh, what's up? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry for the immaturity of my friends here. <laughs> Apologize. Jamie hasn't
4: been on in like three weeks. It finally took you joining <laughs> us for our hundredth episode to to get him on from I was on two
5: Canada. weeks ago.
0: You know, okay. James, I'm just trying to do my part for you guys. So <laughs> well, you think that I can do your help
5: out the team. It's so. appreciated. Yeah. Oh, um, God, here we go. We're already starting with you're... the T-shirts here. Yeah. See this? I unfortunately, <laughs> I unfortunately wore a sleeveless shirt on the last episode and everybody wanted me to wear it today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not doing it ever again. Jamie, no. I'm disappointed
0: that you did. That you know, I was
5: getting messages for days. It was ridiculous. <laughs> okay. It's,
1: crazy. it's it, our 99th episode, was affectionately known as the Gun Show. <laughs> 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 Should have
5: had Tony on here, not me.
2: Uh, well, Marissa, hey. Uh, in all
3: seriousness, I, we you don't know how much it means to us for you to be with us on our hundredth episode. We had no idea April 2020 we'd be here almost three years later. But uh, you've been one of our – well, not my favorite guest, Jamie's favorite guest uh, you know, <laughs> since, since we've been on. And we'll talk about that afterwards. But um, let's talk about our Bengals. Look, um, I, I, you know, you, you got a, a small portion of the Bengals nation that is, you know, um, you know, skies fall on the whole nine yards. I mean, five turnovers. Uh, you still had every opportunity to win that game. How crazy is that Lose, lose a long snapper – I think it's a freak situation. I think we we turn around here this week and get that dub. But um, I, I'd love—I mean, I'll start off here. A, everybody that's viewing and watching right now, any question you have for Marissa, throw them in the chat area. We'll, Caleb will try to pop those up here at some point before um, Marissa has to get off uh, on the sh- off on the show here. But help, just give us your thoughts on it game because that was one of the—I mean, I've been to a lot of games over a long period of time, and I'll be honest, I've never seen a game like that in my life. Give us your thoughts.
0: I'm right with you, Jim. Um, I mean, just overall, you, just, you felt so much frustration because I, like you said, not too often you commit five turnovers and you're still right there in it, you know, so close to winning that type of game. Um, and it's just such an uncharacteristic um, outing, you know, from the Bengals team, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And so I'm right there with you. There is absolutely no need to be, you know, up in arms, hit the panic button. None of that needs to take place. Um, they're absolutely going to bounce back. And, just a, a series of unfortunate events. If Clark Harris doesn't get hurt, they probably win that game. Um, you know, just thinking probably back into regulation when we had the missed uh, the blocked extra point attempt, and so I mean, it's you hate to have a game and an outing like that, but on the other side, at least it's week one, so there's still a long, long season ahead of us.
1: Absolutely, Tom. Yeah, Marissa is something I noticed, and I even uh, maybe I hexed the team, but it was a couple plays into the game. Where and I don't know if anybody in the in the offices were talking about it today, but the stadium really felt on game one on a warm September day. it was a playoff atmosphere. There was a playoff energy. Uh, the only t- you know times I felt that was was during the playoffs and and what was then Paul Brown Stadium now Paycor Stadium. Uh, was there any talk about that uh, after the game and Monday and Tuesday in the offices?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, we were talking about it on Sunday as the game was progressing. It was the, one of the first things I noticed, not only just how much energy was in the stadium, but I, I loved seeing, I was like, there's a lot of orange, a lot more orange that I've seen um, at this game the last couple of years. And it was just a great, great sight to see. I mean, I love Bengals nation. You guys know that. And just the amount of energy and hype that, you know, the fans bring, you know, each and every Sunday has really only increased and heightened over the last couple of years. And so the fact that you know, we are expected to like be close to selling out every single home game this year is just absolutely phenomenal. I'm so excited uh, to see a packed stadium um, every time we're out there um, this season, and it's something that you know not only do you know players and coaches recognize, but you're absolutely right. Like us in the front office, uh, we notice and we see it too.
5: Thank you, James. James go, go ahead.
4: No, we'll let you go. I'm no, I was going to you. I was gonna
5: ask. So. Oh, don't put me on full screen. This is okay. <laughs> I hate that full screen thing. Um, no. So obviously the second half of last season, this team, you could really tell, started to believe that, you know, they'll tell you from the beginning, we believed all the way, but really the second half, they really believed they could go all the way to the Super Bowl. Are you seeing that same energy, that same belief when you're talking to these guys uh, early on in the season?
0: Oh, absolutely. And even, you know, just talking to some of the guys when they reported back for camp um, back in July, the, the confidence has never wavered. It, it's been the, the same since the season ended uh, back in February. This team is so confident and knows that they have uh, they have the right pieces in place. They have that right roster built, um, that they could absolutely make another run, another playoff run this year. And so um, I really think that's something that, too, has only grown at, like as this team has been together as you, you know, acquired the pieces over the last few years in free agency and the draft. And, you know, you're getting these guys longer um, together, longer to help build just that chemistry and rapport with one another. And it's just only going to do wonders for them moving forward.
1: Way to keep it professional, Jamie. Good job. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what someone, what did uh this guy says, uh, "Is the battle of your shoulder for Jamie when you see him?" Like, <laughs> see, see
2: what I you guys. Yeah, just say uh, You Do never you know see you
0: what go, you've like,
8: done. Yeah. Do you see what yeah. you've done. No, I'm you glad. Point. Point. So
0: I'm just gonna just give a little plug to that real quick. Um, I graduated from Ohio State, so sorry for to Cincinnati. I am a Buckeye, and so my graduation gift, baseball's always been uh, one of my favorite sports and near and dear to my heart. So my dad had that um, custom made for me with my graduation year and kind um, of signature and the Ohio State colors and everything on there, so. Very cool, yeah, nice.
4: Cool.
5: James, James, I think you have
0: one. Please don't, I don't really want to use it. I'd like having it on the wall there, so.
5: <laughs> you, have, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs>
4: Oh. oh my gosh. No, the one thing I'm going to add is is the excitement in the stadium. I think it's been touched on a lot. There's a lot of talk in the chat area about um, obviously a lot less of those stupid yellow towels there in the, in the stadium. And, and the energy was was there. I think uh, even in Mark's segment, he just did that panoramic view of, of Paycor Stadium and it was stacked and packed. Could you feel that energy from your perspective and and your side of things in the uh, Nazi side, Marissa?
0: I did. And, um, you know, one of my favorite parts is after I do my pregame uh, keys to the game up there on the, the state, the ruler of the uh, jungle stage with the throne. Um, normally I'll go back up to the press box right away. Cause I want to make sure I'm you know in my place for kickoff for the first quarter, but having Dave Laugham as the ruler of jungle, I'm like, you know, I'm going to stick around here a little bit longer. Cause I wanted to see Dave up there. And I'm so glad I did because not only was the crowd phenomenal for when they announced him as ruler of the jungle, but I got chills when they were announcing the starting lineup and the last time I got chills was when we were there for that playoff game against the Raiders and they were announcing, you know, quarterback from LSU Joe Burrow and the same thing happened because the crowd was just so loud and so into it and so it was right from the start where you know I really kind of tried to soak in that moment a little bit just with it being the first game and the crowd already just, you know, in midseason form, ready to, you know, turn on this team. So it's 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 a great thing, guys, that, you know, the crowd and the fans are, you know, back out in full force supporting this team.
3: Yeah. Mar- Marissa, I, I, I think it's interesting. I, we're going to talk about the defense because the defense played outstanding. I mean, outstanding uh, game. But I want to talk about my guy, our guy, Joe Burrow. Um, you know, obviously didn't have one of his best games, uh, the turnovers. Look, I'm not worried about Joe. I mean, I know his mentality. I know he's going to be back. Um, I, I really do feel sorry for Dallas Cowboys. I, we're going to put a whooping on his guys. Joe Burrow's going to come back ready to go. But what was Joe Burrow's demeanor um, after the game? I've heard a lot of different things, but I'd like to hear from you. Uh, I mean, I know he was upset with himself, but what was your your, your read on, on Joe after the game in locker room, post-game?
0: Post yeah, I mean, Joe's a professional. I thought he took a lot of ownership um, when he was doing his post-game press conference, and um you know said what he needed to say and you know it i feel like that was the joe that we're all you know used to seeing and that's the joe you get and so when we went into the locker room afterwards after joe finished his press conference you kind of noticed him he he was sitting by his his locker for a little bit and okay took note of it and then we went around we talked we're talking to a couple of the other guys and we were in there for about like anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes after his press conference ended and I happened to glance back over at his locker and he was still sitting there hadn't gone to shower hadn't changed hadn't really done anything he was still sitting in that same position just kind of staring um staring down and just kind of in his thoughts and so um at one point sam hubbard was the only player i saw kind of go up to him and was talking to him a little bit but then sam was kind of just sitting there with him also um so i f- think that says a lot just about joe burrow and you could kind of see in that moment uh, obviously the game means so much to him but seeing how how hard he was taking it and you know i would love to be in the mind of joe burrow to see you know how is he processing this you know what is he thinking about right now in this moment and you know the hour after that type of game um so i'm i agree with you right there Um, i feel like joe is going to come out um a lot differently this sunday to, to really try to put that one behind him and if seeing him sitting there um after that loss is any indication of it um expect a pretty good performance from him on sunday
5: Marissa, so do, you, do you find it hard to talk to these guys after a loss like that? Like, it, it's got to be hard doing your job asking questions about, you know, you watch all the time and people ask questions. They're so obvious, but you have to, like, so what happened there? It's like, is that hard to do? Like, standing in front of them? I can imagine it. it probably is.
0: Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, um, it's yeah. probably the part of my job I, you know, enjoy the least uh, because, I mean, I'm part of this team too. I know in a different type of way, but, you know, none of us – want to talk and, you know, really talk about a loss like that afterwards. So, um, you know, that's where, you know, throughout my career is I've kind of grown. You learn how to ask the questions in that, you know, right professional way. So you're not just going up and saying, you know, why did you play like this? And, you you know, because you want to be respectful to the players, but um, you're right. That's probably one of the more difficult things that you have to do when you have, you know, a loss like that and you have to go into the locker room afterwards after these guys have been off the field for, 15, 20 minutes at that point.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fresh, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, I to the,
5: okay, go ahead, Tom. No,
1: just, well, take what Marissa said. I mean, we're, we're really lucky to have Joe. As tough as Sunday was, he's a leader. You know, he'll look at it, he'll figure it out, and he'll go forward and he'll lead the team. I mean, we've had purported leaders before playing that position that wanted to point the finger in every direction, but he'll work for it and, and get it through. But turning the page towards Sunday, Marissa, uh, and, and being around the guys and covering the team, was it, you know, get right back on it. Uh, no time to panic. We feel good. We still, you know, all the optimism and everything we heard in the in the off season is still there, and, and they think they're going to right the ship and just keep going.
0: Bingo. Exactly. Right there. I mean, the guys were even talking about it after the game on Sunday. I think it, Joe Mixon had a tweet, you know, bounce back in week two. Um, Mike Thomas um, has tweeted out something also. Um, and I mean, these guys, they're professionals. I, they're not going to let a week one loss. Granted it was to the Steelers. It was an overtime. There was a lot of um, emotions. It was a roller coaster type of game, but they're not going to let that, you know, weigh out heavily on their shoulders at this point, Tuesday at almost nine o'clock PM. They're, they're moving past it. They're moving forward. Um, and I mean, if last year is any indication for just the different type of uh, adversity and turmoil that they had to go through at different times, uh, they're. I think they're going to be fine.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So what's your, what's your thoughts on, um, well, a couple of things, one, not challenging the touchdown Jamar chase. What's your thoughts on that? And I think the second one, a couple people are asking in the chat to ask you, I'm not sure you can answer it, but, why kick the field goal in overtime on third down and not try and go for it? Or why not fall on the high snap on third down and know when you can kick on fourth down? Was any of that ever asked in any of the press conferences? I didn't get a chance to see all of them.
0: Yeah. So uh, I believe all that was asked to Zach Taylor between Sunday and Monday. I feel bad
5: for those people that asked that question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I I recommend um, those uh, press conferences are on our website and YouTube pages. So, um, you know, I recommend giving those um, if you want to go back and watch through to those fans that ask those questions, Uh, Zach will have a much better answer for you um, than I will just since I'm not a coach down there. I, you know, it's hard to, you know, make a, give give a real reason you know why they did one thing over another um but for the touchdown with jamar i was actually in the tunnel um, kind of helping starting to get set up for for post game so i didn't actually get to see that play live as it was happening i had to wait to see see it on the replay so in that moment um can't really give you the best answer in terms of you know kind of what the tone tone and feel was like on the field
3: yeah. yeah, you know what, Marissa, What's interesting? I, I got. I listened to the interviews, uh, every one of them, every second. Uh, everybody asked very good questions. Zach didn't didn't dodge him. He came out on that touchdown on, the, on the. Everybody was talking about. I didn't see it on TV. Right, the the actual game. We were at the stadium, uh, but I'm going through my social media feed, and and everybody's hey that they should review this. They should review this. Um, it look. It said I think his response was something. Hey, we were kind of in a hurry up. We wanted to get going. And he came out in the interview and said, Hey, in all essence, Hey, I wish I had it to do over again. Uh, So it's very interesting because when those questions are asked with other coaches, it gets very snippy after a game like that. And Zach just came out and gave a very blunt, Hey, matter of fact, you know what I might've messed up. I probably should, if I had it to do over again, I would have reviewed it. So I respect Zach for that because that's refreshing to hear a head coach, because we're all going to make mistakes. Every head coach is going to make mistakes. and, and he, he caught himself and said, hey, I, if I had to do it over again, I you know probably would have reviewed that one. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. Jim, you took the word right out of my mouth. I was going to say you just have so much respect for, for Zach Taylor because you're right. A lot of coaches might try to dance around it, dodge the question a little bit. Zach's never done that. I mean, in every single press conference I can remember, there's never been a time where I thought he's really, you know, was like, oh, he's kind of dodging a question. He doesn't do that. He gives you the answer. He gives you a straight answer. And I know not only do fans really you know, respect that, but the reporters do as well because they're trying to, you know, write through their stories um, and, you know, give the up, updates and report on the team as best they can. So it really helps when you have a coach like Zach, who's going to be open and honest with you and, you know, not try to, to skirt around certain things that he doesn't want to talk about. So yeah, you're exactly right with that one, Jim. I,
5: I think that's what I like most about that's what I've been most of. Aff- impressed with him is even when like he was eating it the first year, he still was very gracious to the media answered all the questions. Mm-hmm. And he you know, he was still like that even when you know, the team wasn't winning. And then and still being able to do it when we are winning. It's pretty cool. Right, right.
3: Marissa. Yeah. we we're gonna have a viewer question or two. We've kind of a- asked a lot of those. Uh, we'll give it just if you have a couple more minutes to hang on with us. Yeah, you good?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, uh,
3: thanks for being with us. It means a lot. But I, I got to say I got to say something, man, It just uh, I feel awful for Clark Harris um you know his situation and and that never in my life any nfl team have their starting long snapper go down they're going to deal with the same exact thing Mm -hmm. so anything that could go wrong that game did go wrong and we still had multiple opportunities to win it but uh uh did you get a chance to talk to clark at all uh after the game and i know he probably feels awful but man I, i felt awful for clark myself so
8: I, oh,
0: I know. I just absolutely gutted um, because, you know, you just love a guy like Clark, not only, you know, what he's done for the team, but just his personality and what he brings to the locker room. So when you have an injury like that, it's just gut-wrenching um, to see. And I didn't get to talk to him or see him after the game. I did see him uh, down there yesterday and, he you know, talked to media and reporters. Um, I saw him before then, and, you know, he seemed like he was in pretty good spirits, but uh, probably as best spirits as you can when you have an injury, you know, that's, you know, that's severe. So, Hopefully it's not, you know, too, too lengthy of a recovery and road back. Um, You know, I think they, you know, they're still looking at things to see exactly how long, you know, he could potentially be out. I don't think I've seen an actual hard number set um, on what that means and what that looks like yet, but just, you know, hate to hate to see that for Clark Harris. And, you know, I also, you know, I also feel bad for Mitchell Wilcox. I mean, he was thrown into a tough situation and um, you know, I thought he did, you know, a pretty darn good job for for you know being thrusted in there in a game like that. Um, you know, not expecting obviously to be thrown into that kind of situation.
3: Yeah, Jamie, I think we have a viewer question you wanted to hit.
5: Yeah, our good friend who I actually beat in week one of our fantasy league, Bengal Jim fantasy league. Um, Marissa, how is Thanksgiving at your household? Isn't your family Browns fans?
0: That's a great question. So I actually haven't been home for Thanksgiving in about six years.
5: <laughs> I would, I would
4: stay away
1: too. I would stay away too. I would go there. <laughs> um,
0: but so, so kind of, yeah. Some of my family are Browns fans. I take some pride, and I've done a really good job over the last few years converting my family into Bengals fans. Um, okay. My mom and dad and stepmom are pretty much like full fledged. Um, got the stripes going. Still working with some of my other uh, family members who, unfortunately, root for that team up north. Um, but
2: it makes <laughs> for knows.
5: some fun. She knows.
0: She Yeah, it makes for some fun banter um, in some of our like uh, family gatherings and I do get to see them in season. Um, you know, I always enjoy. I have a lot of family come visit for the Bengals Browns game um, every year, and getting to go up there to Cleveland is an extra <laughs> bonus. That I get to see the family, so. I'll say um, when we get together, I usually go home for Christmas. Christmas time isn't too bad. But at that point, um, the Browns are, have been out of it. So there's not a whole lot of talk um, <laughs> going on. Um, but, yeah, I'll have to report back. I'm not sure the next time when I'll get up back up home for a Thanksgiving, just the way with our schedule. Isn't it being on a Thursday? It's a little tough. But so um, just, <laughs>
3: did, Marissa, didn't you have, like during the Super Bowl, your family was supporting you, right? They were wearing yes. ankle stuff, right? Your whole family, right?
0: Yeah, I actually have a photo with um, my uncle and cousin who are uh, my self-proclaimed Browns fans. But now, look at them in Bengals gear. Don't they look great? You go. Bro. They, look,
4: they <laughs> so look much better. My cousin yeah. is
0: fifteen, and he actually is now a bigger Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase fan than any Browns player. So, shout out Matt for for making the right choice there and er, you know early enough age he's uh, he's converting <laughs> over too.
3: <laughs> so, so the the next thing since you've made a progression with pulling some of the family, you know, now Bengal fans, uh. The next thing we'd like to you report out on, maybe maybe mid season for us, if you could, if if you get any of your family members to say "city up north," they stop saying the Browns uh, if they start saying "city up north." We'd like to record that too. So, but uh, you're doing a hell
4: of a job.
0: I will try. I actually feel like I could probably get my dad to say it, just because um, we're pretty used to saying "team up north" when it comes to a certain college team um, that we. You know, don't usually root for. So I feel like that could be a pretty uh, easy transition. I'm sure I can get my dad to to be on board with just, that one.
3: Just, just tell him to say it, but he he won't know what we're talking about. So we'll just like we'll secretly it.
0: record him. Exactly.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, Marissa, it's, I know we've had you for about 25 minutes now. Jamie, uh, James, Tom, anything else? I had one more thing in closing
5: I wanted to get with Marissa on.
1: Um, I will cede the remainder of my time to my friend and colleague from Canada.
5: Oh, God. Give me a break. (laughs) No, Marissa, we appreciate you coming on. It's, you know, this is our 100th episode. For uh, a fan show like us, a bunch of guys just want to have some fun. It it is really cool to have, you know, obviously yourself, people being so close to the team who, uh, you know, grace us with your presence by coming on the show and kind of take us seriously, which is good, because a lot of the... A lot of the fan shows you know you reach out to people and they're just like yeah a little fan podcasting or whatever but we've been very very fortunate to get uh some really amazing guests in the show and having people so close to the team it's it's great that you keep coming on so thank you for doing that
0: well hey i always appreciate i just honestly appreciate you guys asking me that you want me to keep coming on your show because i mean honestly like i've I've told jim this you guys do so much for bengal for bengal's fans and Houday nation it's just absolutely incredible and you know, just seeing um, the video that Mark produced on your tailgate, Jim. At some point, um, whenever it's in the future that I am no longer, you know, with the organization, I really hope that you still have your tailgate because I would love to experience that at some point. I know now I can't really do that on Sundays, but it just looks like such a phenomenal time. I mean, I just can't. I, I'm always like, like, just like amazed at just the turnout that you know you pull at these, whether it's at. In Cincinnati, when you have them on the road, I mean, watching you guys through the playoffs last year, that, that Tennessee outing, oh my gosh. Like
4: yeah, it was, it was nuts.
0: Uh, it you was guys nuts. do so much. You guys do so much for the fan base. And you know, we at the organization, we see it, we appreciate it. So it'd be uh, good. No,
3: it It's awesome. <laughs> Just to let you know, we had three other guests ahead of you. We had Joe Burrow, Elizabeth
5: Blackburn, and Joe <laughs> Mixon. We bumped him. We said bump Burrow, he can come on next week. Yeah. Hundred and one so, uh,
0: <laughs> I don't recommend but, uh, doing that in the future they are way more interesting to talk to than I am
3: either or Elizabeth. <laughs> the last thing we'll let Jamie give us an update uh, a few years back Jamie started the Marissa Contipelli Fan Club everybody <laughs> yeah. remembers up in Canada uh, and uh, Jamie what is the uh, membership up to now
5: uh, well, I, big? I've, well I mean there's obviously more people that want to be fan- part of the club I think I, I have only one other member the honorary member who was the gentleman we had on here a few weeks ago Mike Watts Mike Watts. Oh, right. Mike Mike Watts asked to join, and I'm I'm kind of a gatekeeper of the community, but I let I let him come in. So he he actually asked if he could be co co creator. So we let him uh, do that. So they have wasn't he account.
1: supposed to tell her hi for you, Jamie?
5: Yeah, that's okay. He he had a very nice things to say about you. And when and, I when I told when I told Mike you had a return... Refer-
3: when I told Mike he had a restraining order against him, Mike was like, "I'm not saying a word to Marissa." No.
5: Actually, actually, Marissa, if, if you, if guys you could find clear me on
0: Twitter, so I ended up seeing all that. I thought it was I, even, I was. Like, oh, I don't I even. I don't it. even go I don't on the.
5: It. I don't go on the Twitter. That's for people like Jimmy. Thinks Twitter is better than Facebook. I'm I'm a Facebook homer. But can you just clear up the rumor here that you have a restraining order against me? Because I'm pretty. Because sure, I I am coming down on the 29th, and I want to come to the game. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I come to Paycor Stadium?
0: You know what, Jamie? Um, I think we can make an exception. Uh, you. I think we can make sure you're you're within the gates. So, um, thank you. Paycor, yeah. Thank
5: As
3: you. Marissa walks into Paycor Stadium with her bat, looking over. Thank you
4: about security, you know. Uh,
3: Marissa, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you for being such a great sport. And in and, 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 and all seriousness. Um, uh, Mike Watts, when he, we had him on a few weeks yeah. back and, and, and he was just talking about, he was amazed at you know how you were cutting from one interview to another and just how unbelievably good you were. And we see it. We love the content, we love what you do and, and it, we, we feel bad for you too because we know after a game like Sunday, going into that locker room has got to be really tough. and yeah, what you bring to the fans, the content, the interviews and things you do, Everybody that's watching right now on, on all social media platforms and the pod that we'll post tomorrow, everybody appreciates what you do, Marissa. We thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you guys. Uh, that means so much just to hear. So thank you for watching and thank you for having me a part of your 100 epi- episode. Hopefully, you know, you got 100 more uh, coming yeah. up next.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Marissa. We appreciate it. Thank you, Marissa. 100 100. Day. Good, day. Good day.
5: I'm like 100 more.
3: So. Okay, so, so who who like keeps track of the restraint is it the county or city police? How does this work? I don't even know how this you guys, works. You guys, you, know, like, you guys
5: are hilarious. People are look at this. Right. So, did Jamie send you those flowers? If so, great taste, Jamie. Those flowers are beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, I, think I think it's the the Royal Canadian Mounted Police that enforces it's, that. It's, I think it's 40.
4: reciprocal. It's reciprocal. <laughs> Between uh, between the uh, Mounties and uh, it's the Mounties, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you guys even know who the, the Mounties are.
2: Hey, we have yeah. W. This is the two minute warning.
3: Oh, we got it, we got it, we got to close this out. So, oh, we yeah. got to close this out. Two minute warning, oh, no, that was Very serious. Two minute, two minute yes. warning, but yeah. well, let's, let's close we'll it. Right. Let's close it with when we close this, we'll go, we'll go, Tom, oh, and we'll okay. go kind of go around. We're going to talk about our hundredth episode. Who was our favorite guest and why And closing comments?
1: Uh, Well, the first thing I want to say is uh, Sunday was tough. This coming Sunday is going to be a lot better. Cincinnati chili kicks the crap out of Texas chili. And uh, I think we'll get down there. I think a lot of things that went wrong Sunday uh, will be righted for this coming Sunday and everything is going to be good. You know, in, in, we've debated this a little bit and I think the four of us need to come up with, a a fifth member tonight, but, uh, you know, one guy that's been very special to us, he's been incredibly insanely nice to me. Um, and there were, there were three, I kind of agonized over the choice, but if I had to pick one guy, be Jeff Hobson, he's always there for us. He does such an incredible job for Bengals fans. And, uh, you know, he, again, he's always there for us, uh, you know, and makes goes out of his way to restructure his time for us and Bengals fans. So I would have to put, put Jeff Hobson in there. James. Good
4: choice. Good choice. All right. I'm going to show this graphic real quick. We want to remind everybody tomorrow night at the Amelia. Let me double check that. Yes. At the Amelia, Tony, the tiger will be there at the Amelia gold star location. They're giving away four tickets. Um, to the next Bengals home game. They're going to do those for all the pep rallies. So go to the gold star social media, check that out. Um, for those that joined us at the Fort Mitchell one last week, it was a lot of fun. Who day is going to be there at, um, at all those. And, um, appreciate everything that, uh, gold stars done huge part of the tailgate on Sunday, hundred, uh, 800 coneys. Um, want to thank Luke and jungle Joe and our buddy, Jason, all the way from Oklahoma city that, uh, that did a lot of that grilling, and and thank you, Star, for being an integral part of what we do here on the show and at uh, every tailgate. I would say um, my guest—it's not going to be a, a Bengal player or anybody um, affected in the organization. Or, the card. yeah, direct. It's not the card. It's not okay, the good. card. But um, as you know, we like to have fun. But um, and, and as anybody that watches Jimmy's social media, you know, this is about Cincinnati, and and the community and, and all the people that, um, that are involved around the Bengals organization. And my guess would be um, Jeff Ruby that we had on um, last year, what I thought was a great behind-the-scenes um, look at, at an icon in Cincinnati, somebody that's been around the team for a while, um, has an opportunity to see the guys uh, behind the scenes. We all know what a, a fine establishment that is for the teams that even come out of town and want to dine there. Remember two years ago with the, with the free agents, you know, okay, who's uh, who's going to show up at Jeff Ruby's for dinner if that's uh, going to be our next signing? So that was a pretty cool um, episode getting to uh, see behind the scenes of uh, a Cincinnati icon and, and legend. And we appreciate Jeff Ruby and everything that um, he does for the Cincinnati uh, community. And Jimmy, I don't know if you've got a text yet to confirm the show in two weeks, but uh, double check that while I uh, turn it up uh, north literally
5: up north literally yeah so first thing let's talk about um the game this week obviously crazy but one thing i will say this uh, previous Bengals teams wouldn't have a chance to win that game and and this team came back and if it wasn't for like literally a crazy amount of um things happen in this game like it's usually you know 10 crazy things a potential 10 crazy things happen and they all happen. This is like 10 things happen and they literally all, they all happen. So um, we were in it all the way to the end. Um, just wacky, wacky stuff. I, I still don't quite understand why we, uh, and I forget who, I did read this on Twitter. I forget who tweeted it. It might've been Lance McAllister, but why go kick the field goal on third down? and not fall on that ball when it was a high snap because the the idea to kick it on the third down is knowing that you have an extra down if there is a wild snap that's one of the things that just drives me crazy but i think um i watched the game last uh i I watched the the game last night or no sorry sunday night I, i was not worried about dak prescott and now that he's not playing i'm definitely not worried about cooper rush and I hope this doesn't become a clip that someone uses against me later. But I, I think we go in with a pissed off Bengals team and we steamroll. Steamroll the Cowboys um, next week. So, um, favorite guest. Uh, everyone's going to assume I'm going to say Marissa Contepelli. I am going to say Marissa Contepelli. But I, I do. <laughs> she's definitely my favorite guest. Um, and I, like I said to her when she was on on the air. Having someone so close to the team take our show seriously uh, it means a lot. means a lot to me. It means a lot to you guys, too. Um, it, that's that's always really cool for us to, to have that. Um, I also I'm going to give a couple honorable honorable mentions here. One, I love in the intro that we have Boomer Esiason saying that sound clip that he thinks Joe Burrow can take him all the way to the Super Bowl. We did that halfway through the season. We, no one was yeah. thinking Super Bowl when he said that. So every time I hear that play in the intro, that gives me chills. Uh, second, one of my favorite episodes that we did, and not because it was my idea to do it, but when we had the fans on, uh, when we when you had we didn't have a guest, we just we said, "Hey, come on, what's it mean to you that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl?" And we had a bunch of fan, and we heard some amazing. We had people who came on wearing their jersey their their deceased father used to wear, and how they're cheering for the Bengals because their dad was a big Bengals fan and all he ever wanted was a Super Bowl win when, when he was alive and stuff like that. So that was probably one of my favorite episodes. But, you know, Marissa Contepelli for uh, for all the reasons I said earlier.
3: Yep. Jim? Shocker. Shocker. I know. <laughs>
5: shocker. Been,
3: um, <laughs> but I guess I want to back up this a little bit, guys, in closing here. I want to really thank Camp Washington, Philly. Maria has been such a supporter for a few years in a row right now. The owner of Camp Washington, uh, great uh, family-run restaurant. Gold Star, man, what an unbelievable, uh, you know, Gold Star being there was, was just great, all the fun things. And there's more stuff. J- James and I had a conference call with him today for about 45 minutes. There's more stuff planned, guys. Uh, this is going to be a fun year with Gold Star and Camp Washington, Chili. Gomez Tacos was amazing uh, as well. Thanks, Gomez, for coming down. Kick Lee with the sound um the dj that he brought down i forget her name uh monet Monet, Monet. she was absolutely amazing and i hope we get her back she was that good um i don't have a message yet but what we're trying to do on uh, september 27th all four of us on the screen including our favorite canadian jamie will be in town uh the week of the 26th uh We are going to do a live remote, the 27th. Uh, We're on the phone. I've been talking to Jim down at the Holy Grail uh, today. Jim uh, just texted me and said he should have an answer for us on the availability on that Tuesday night, the 27th at 8 o'clock. There was some conflicting stuff going on, so he was verifying some stuff, trying to free up time for us. But we're going to do a live remote. Uh, If it's not at the Holy Grail, it's going to be somewhere. Uh, But Jamie's coming in town. We're going to have a a big blowout, fun event uh, somewhere in downtown Cincinnati, we're hoping it's the holy grail, but it will be somewhere. So, uh, Jamie, I, Jamie, I hope you're okay with we'll me saying that, but we're, we're definitely going to find a spot if it's not. If it's not, uh, no, James yeah. got to drive down from Indianapolis, so
4: yeah, no, it's going to be a fun three or four nights. As, as you said, Jamie's going to be in town and we'll be James live has remote. To drive
5: from Indianapolis. Yeah, no, I, can you go pick them up on your flight?
4: The, yeah. the plane's, uh, planes getting service that day, so I'm gonna have to.
3: Go. Oh, okay. The 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 uh, the James have uh, been there. Dump that helicopter is in, in the shop.
5: Not really the name you want for your helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Uh,
3: a couple a couple quick things uh, before I close out here, guys. If you're going to Dallas, we're not having a tailgate. Uh, they just don't uh, like big giant tailgates like we would bring to the table down there. Um, we are going to have a huge meet and greet at Hoppenstein Brewery Company, September 17th, four to ten o'clock. Free to attend beer truck, I mean, food trucks, everything that night. So make sure you join us uh, for that. Uh, That's going to be a blast. I know there's a ton of people that will be there that Saturday night uh, to do that. Uh, I also want to thank, you know, Tony. Uh, Tony, uh, making a difference with Tony was a really cool segment tonight. Uh, And it's truly a passion of his. And what's really cool about it, this isn't something he just started doing this year, guys. He's been doing this his whole life. Uh, And, and, you know, him being involved in this is, is a really cool thing. Uh, and he's loving it, and it's really helping uh, everybody on this. And 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 really want to thank Mark for his segment on the mark. Did a hell of a job with that man, and uh, it was it was very well done. Um, also, want to thank Caleb behind the scenes here. Man, this guy is is learning the StreamYard stuff. He's got all of our stuff logged in here before the show. Has been and he cuts the video or the audio uh, after the show, and we send it to our our friends at Stency Jungle. Who um, who put that on the pod. So we're getting some very big viewership. Um two minute warning is now seven minute warning, Augie.
4: Damn it. Uh, but you're right. Uh, um and, and he was and he was there all the way from New York. It was great seeing him yeah, Sunday.
1: Two minutes per host. Yeah,
4: yeah
3: exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, my last closing, my favorite guest, guys. When Tom started talking about this a few weeks ago, I wanted to go to an episode, right? Tom's like, nope, it's gotta be, it's gotta be an individual. Guys, there's so many people, uh, it, it, and and I have to pick one. And there's so many I could have gone to. I don't know why, but I'm just going to tell you, Pete Johnson was my absolute favorite guest for a lot of different reasons. But if you remember the episode, the first episode we had Pete on, uh, he he literally <laughs> – we were showing a video clip of him running over Herm Edwards into the end zone. And I just kind of joked and said, uh, Pete, I would have got your ass. I would have went shoestring low on you. And he started talking. He got he started trash talking. He he went into trash talking but I said, nah, Jim, I would have put I would have I ran. I would have <laughs> put cleats on your you. back. He literally. He, I would have stepped, stepped on you, on you put, son. Yeah, cleats on your back, on son. You, son. But he was dead serious. You didn't want to mess with Pete, man. So I, when Pete came on. He had half a bottle of Crown already drank and he was <laughs> he was ready to go. But Pete was just such a good human being. Uh, he's talking about coming down to a tailgate this year as well. He's trying to determine which game that is. It might be that Thursday night game. Uh, stay tuned for some more on that Thursday night home game. There's some big yeah. things planned. My favorite guest uh, that didn't show up uh, was Carl Pickens. Uh, Brandon hit it right on the nose. That's- the only guest the only guest that stood us up, uh, Carl Pickens. I the reason I'm hard. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I probably worked three days putting video clips. I was so excited to have Carl on. I had like so many video clips ready to go and car ghosted us never returned my fault call emails or anything like that. So. I thought the
1: truly classy part there was what, 10 minutes before the show, you confirmed you're ready to go. Oh yeah, man, I'm ready to go. No problem. Yeah. And then nothing, but uh, Jim, before you, you do sign off uh, a special thanks to everybody who takes the time to tune in, whether it's live on Tuesday night or take a peek at us during the week. Um, Without without everybody out there, you know, you know, we could just stream yard the four of us. And, uh, and we, we we would talk football for an hour every week, but uh, they make it possible and uh, they make it so much fun. So thank you to everybody who watches every week.
3: Guys, we're getting back on track. Stay positive. There's peaks and valleys throughout the season, every season, even last year through that Super Bowl run. Uh, it's easy to stay positive when we're winning. Uh, let's stay positive when when we're in the valleys, too, and pull these guys out of it best we can. We're gonna be all right. Uh, we got the team. Uh, we we got everybody we need here, and uh, it's it's. I, I agree. I agree with Jamie, man. We're we're gonna come out and, and, and stop a mud hole. It's <laughs> and, Cooper and, and,
5: Rush, guys. It's we're playing against Cooper Rush.
1: Yeah, you know our defense, but, Jamie. Against Cooper please, Rush. the ghost of Mike White. Please, just, <laughs> just, just,
5: yeah, just. but no one knew who Mike White was. We know <laughs> who Cooper Rush is. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: I don't want to know him better. Just you yeah, know, true. Just. Well, guys, thank you so much.
3: Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday night uh, after this one-on-one start to the season. We love you guys. Thank you so much. day
1: Thank you. Hude.